This is Untitled MMA. Untitled MMA Podcast, July 3rd, it's episode 30, and it's fucking UFC 226 week, motherfuckers. Uh, before we get started, I'm Buju, I have allergies. I am Brendan. I'm Bryce. That's aggressive. Uh, like I said, UFC 226. <laughs> Brendan's feisty this week. I think somebody pissed in his Cheerios. I don't eat Cheerios. Cheerios are disgusting. Most overrated cereal of all time. Wow. What's disgusting? <laughs> <laughs> um, USC 226 week. Very excited about that. Before we get into that, something I'm not excited about. They officially announced Chuck and Tito are fighting for a third time sometime this year under Golden Boy Promotions. Weird move for Oscar De La Hoya. <sighs> That's not... <laughs> <What was> that? <laughs> I don't know what's up with the sound effects with these two this afternoon evening but that is a weird move i don't know i don't want to see them fight again but i will be interested like in if it. bellator or fucking ryzen did this i'd be like this is stupid but like i expect it oscar de la hoya for his mma debut venture is going to be chuck and tito in 2018 it's but a weird thing it's not weird financially i don't think i mean i think I, that can make him good good some good money for his promotion on name a solid record. amount of scratch like is it gonna be on pay-per-view I hope not. I don't think be on that... Show, what's... Golden Boy's on Showtime? HBO? Probably. Well, uh. well, I'm wondering what sort of undercard they can pull together. What kind of MMA free agents are out there to where they can put together anything worth watching? I mean, if you team up... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Allergies. <laughs> if you team up with Bellator... Fuck you, Brendan. If you team up with Bellator or Pro Fighters League or something like that, maybe you could put on an undercard. But, yeah, I don't know who's out there, like, free agent-wise. Ben Askren? Maybe. I don't know. You got to get someone to fight Ben Askren. I'll fight him. Oh, okay. Let's I'll do fight, it. I'll fight Ben Askren. What, what weight class? 193. 193. Yeah. Okay. Catch weight. Book it. Meet in the middle. Tito uh, Chuck. I forgot. I was almost said Tito Tito. <laughs> uh, Tito Chuck and Buju Ben Askren. Right. Book it. Where the fuck you at, Ben Askren? He ever, if he for whatever reason would watch this and called you out, you would cower like a little. You girl. know what, Ben Astro? I'm fucking calling you out. I'm gonna tweet this fucking video at you. If you want to fucking fight on the Tito Chuck undercard, you bring it. You, you fluffy headed fucking piece of garbage, Wisconsin trash. Fucking go cheer for the Packers for an hour, you fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said some words that I shouldn't say on the thing. I'm happy you uh, held yourself back. Fucking piece of garbage. Fucking Aaron Rodgers. Fucking thing this <laughs> <laughs> is great trash talk a plus trash yeah. talk but yeah just a weird move for oscar de la hoya i think like i said if it was bellator or rising or somebody doing this i'd be like this sucks but why are they doing it but i kind of get it oscar de la hoya to make his mma debut venture as chuck and tito in 2018 just weird uh tito wins by the way probably um donald cerrone said he's probably headed back to 155 which we told him to do on the show so every good job everybody we did it. We sent him back to 155 where it belongs. He's going to be champion in nine months. Wait, who? Cerrone. Cerrone? Yeah. Not Camp. happening. No. I'm, no, not at all. I'm very glad he's going back to 155. We discussed it more at length last week, but I just think that's his home in, uh, in MMA. Continue on. I agree. <laughs> It is his home. I apologize for the interruption because I saw some things I didn't want to see. Um, but it definitely is his home. I don't know how fast he'll be compared to like anyone worth their uh, worth their salt. Wow. Is that a phrase? Worth, worth their, their salt? salt. Yep. Anyone that's worth their salt in one fifty-five could potentially mess him up, but we'll see. Um. Robert Whitaker basically accepted Chris Weidman's challenge. He said he'd like to meet him in Madison Square Garden. So it looks like that's going to be the next fight at middleweight. That's another thing we've discussed at length the past two weeks, I think. 
but it looks like Robert Whitaker and Chris Weidman will be the next middleweight title fight. I like. I mean, like I said, we've talked about it at length. I kind of wanted Yoel Whitaker three, but I also don't understand why that isn't happening. All I know is since that's happening, you have to book Gaslam Romero. Have to. Yeah, and that would be a really fun fight. I think. I think anybody Romero fights is almost fun though. Yeah, Yoel Romero is fun, and then Kelvin Gaslam is also fun. So add those yes. two together, and you got a pretty good fight. Fireworks. And then also at middleweight, David Branch called out Jacare, so that could be for that third spot in the rankings. There. Yeah, I heard that Jacare was like trying to duck him. I mm. hope that doesn't happen. But Is you still a Jacare guy? You I'm big, to... big Jacare guy. That's his South guy. American father. Yes. Episode 17, I think, or something, something. like that. Uh Who's your official fathers these days? You got Jacare in South America, Francis in Africa, Connor in Europe. I don't know if I have an American. <laughs> I'll go with my dad as my American say, uh... father. <laughs> Um, I mean, I mean, Connor is my, I don't have, do we, what, what sort of Asian fighters are out there? Cause I don't have an Asian father. Uh, the Korean zombie. Korean zombie. Uh, Korean stun gun. The <laughs> other Dong Young Kim that's not Korean stun gun. Well, uh, who's the one I that s- got knocked out, or fought Cub? That was. Oh, Superboy. Oh yeah. Do Ho Choi. I don't think he could be my father because I feel like <laughs> he'd be my son if anything. Gomi. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have an Asian father, but we got a European South American. My father's North American. Who would you pick in a fight between Yoel and Kelvin Gastelum? Yoel, because it's just hard to pick against Yoel, against anybody. Yoel. I feel like Especially Yoel. if it's a three-rounder. Yoel. Yeah, I feel like Yoel probably wins that, too. I I definitely want to see it, though. So, Dana, I know, I know you listen to this because you take our advice a lot, so book that. Um... On the Cowboy note, too, Cowboy said he, or Cowboy's coach said that Cowboy wanted to step in and fight Mike Perry at UFC 226. Cowboy moves, my guy. I w- really would have enjoyed that, I think. I'm glad it didn't happen because I also like the Paul Felder fight. Uh, and it probably wouldn't have been a good thing for Cowboy to come in off of a tough fight against Leon Edwards and then jumping in against a very tough guy in Mike Perry on short notice, very short notice. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm kind of glad it didn't happen, but, I mean, just Cowboy being willing to do it is so Cowboy, and I love it. I want to be a Cowboy. To put my standpoint on it, I agree 100%. <laughs> That's awesome Cowboy moves, but as a Cowboy fan, pass on that. Um, Winston Duke from Black Panther, he played the like tribal leader guy that lived in the mountains you know the what I'm big talking? Dude, oh, yeah, the big yeah. black guy yeah uh-huh he got cast to play kimbo slice in a kimbo slice biopic oh i don't have any arguments against that no i, mean, I think it's good casting i'm just excited to fucking for a kimbo slice movie yeah that, that's <laughs> is it a documentary no of? he's playing kimbo slice so i'm just trying to like, imagine how like, this movie would be like It'd ray be like, <laughs> oh or he isn't gonna that movie isn't gonna touch ray though well it could take Ray's one of the greatest <laughs> movies of all time. I know, you're probably right. Jamie Foxx killed it. I don't know if anybody... Jamie right. Foxx is Kimbo Slice. <laughs> Never seen it. <laughs> Never seen Ray? Never. Now, you're the racist piece of... <laughs> <laughs> Brendan and his fucking race card. Tyron Woodley Brendan over here. <laughs> all right, for anybody that doesn't know what Ray is, it's a must-watch. Rotten Tomatoes agrees. Jamie Foxx <laughs> killed it. I don't know if you don't know who Jamie Foxx is, and you're living under K, Patrick. Um, you know just what, watch the movie. You know what else Rotten Tomatoes said was a must-watch? Oh, shut up. Hereditary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little movie talk on the fucking MMA podcast. Hereditary is hot fucking garbage. And it's what a, a shit movie. Like an 80-something overall. <laughs> Fuck that movie. You can't. I can no longer trust Rotten Tomatoes. No. Fucking Last Jedi is like a 49 or something like that, and Hereditary is an 80-something. Suck my fucking Jurassic ass. Jurassic Park's like a 50, but it was really good in my opinion. Did you see Jurassic World yet? I'm going to see it. I said Park. Tomorrow. Are you? Did mm-hmm. you see Solo, you fucking piece of trash? Nope. You're gonna like Jurassic World. It's good. I don't care what nobody says. Jurassic World was good. It was. It's such a like. It's not like a technically good movie. It's just fucking fun. Yeah, I, I mess with fun movies. That's what I'm about. I mess with them too. But on to speaking of fun movies, I want to see this Kimbo Slice film. We're gonna show up at the fucking local movie theater dressed like it's a fucking premiere. <laughs> <laughs> but back on to what we, I said that. When the topic was introduced, I think he can play the role really well. Yeah. He was a good actor in Black Panther as well, yeah. so he's a good actor for it. Mm-hmm. Um, who plays Dada? Uh, freaking Dada's gonna be in it. I don't know. I was you, you just put Dada in it. What do you mean? CeeLo Green. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny. I don't know why that came. Out. <laughs> CeeLo Five Thousand. Oh, that's good shit. 
Um, When's that hit? Is that I assume that that's gonna be like uh, a probably a limited. Cat. Yeah, I'm sure it'll probably be a limited release. Maybe like straight to DVD type yeah. of thing. I don't know. Bring it to Netflix. We're going opening night. Like I said, like it's a fucking premiere. Tuxedos and all. Um, Let's get it. Max, something about Max Holloway. Please hold. Uh, Max says he's gonna go up to 155 pounds. It's just a matter of time. It's not a matter of if, but when. So. Um, it feels like after he beats Ortega, and then you got Frankie Edgar left. After that, he's pretty much clean out the 145-pound division. So it feels like it could be coming sooner rather than later for Max. Yes. And um, a very interesting fight for him, I think, the most interesting fight is him against Connor in the rematch. Uh, there's a ton of interesting fights for Max at 155. Tony, Khabib. Like Paul Felder, there's a lot that you can do with Max Holloway at 150. Hot take: Max Holloway is the most interesting fighter right now. I think he's probably he is definitely top three. Top I think five. we've at least touched on it recently, but I think Max Holloway is probably my fa- current fa- favorite current fighter. Just a brief like because we can get deep into this, but I'm gonna do something brief. Top three most interesting fighters I can name off the dome. So are this is like these are just guys like if they're fighting you're like oh I gotta see that or these are like your three favorite guys no like if they fought it's really interesting okay so interesting not necessarily favorite yeah I would probably say Max Connor and that's a toss up for third like probably Nagano cause somebody's going to sleep that's fun or wanting to go to sleep cause they're so tired yeah <laughs> it's yeah yeah I don't know why I went there but I did that's probably a dumb move Bryce uh, top three most interesting I would say Max um, when I go for interesting, I'm obviously going for standing up. I would throw Bang. Tony in there, and maybe Rose. I would. Uh, why is Justin Gaethje getting no love? <sighs> Justin Gaethje's a good call. Very good call. I can't think of a bad Justin Gaethje fight. That's a good call. Like Michael Johnson, it's hard Eddie to say Alvarez. Three, it is hard to say three. Whoever else he fought, Justin Poirier. Mm-hmm. Woo! He's got that fight against James Vick coming up too. That's Gaethje's Ooh. a fun guy. I really, I'm looking. I'm happy for James Vick for getting this fight. He's been yeah. slept on. Yeah, James Vick is very underrated. Gaethje said basically said that if he gets embarrassed by James Vick, that that would mean he needs to step away. I think Justin Gaethje's sleeping on James Vick because I think James Vick is a very dangerous fucking. He guy. is. I mean, he gets it to the ground, which he's smart enough to do. Mm-hmm. He can put him to sleep. Um, what was I gonna say? Texecutioner, best nickname. I know you love it. Do I? Have no, I you I actually hate it. Oh, I do hate the Texecutioner. <laughs> I was about to say. Uh, what were we talking about that led to this topic? Uh, most exciting fighters. Yeah. What What are your top three? No, we were talking about Max in yeah. general. And you were talking about how, like, who would be his most interesting fight. I would have to agree that his most interesting fight right now would probably be the rematch with Connor. I think that would be a really close fight and a really fun fight. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we talked about it quite a bit last week. But, um... I think it's hard to pick against Max in that fight even. Yeah. Granted, at 155, it's a little different animal, and both fighters have changed a lot since, but I think it's hard to pick against Max no matter who he's facing. It's also hard to pick against Connor against whoever. That's also true. Connor's back. Off, Connor will also be bigger. I do so. you think the fact that they fought before, even though Connor did win that decision, do you think that helps Max or Connor more if they were to fight? I think it helps Max more than I think Connor. it does too because I'm sure he learned a lot from that loss, mm-hmm. and whereas Connor... Connor's going to fight how Connor's going to fight. And so much has happened with Connor in his life and career since then. Um, I mean, obviously, it's the same amount of time for Max, but it feels like more has happened to Connor, and it's like it's more it's more prevalent in Max's brain than it would be in Connor's in a way. Well, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, because Connor is just a win on his way. Right. And for Max, it's almost like. That was his last loss. Right, and it's like one of the more important fights in his career. To Connor, it's like a lot of people don't know, don't even know that he fought Max Holloway. I feel mm-hmm. so slept on. Um, go ahead. Yeah, it's just one of those things where that's a loss in your career that defines your career because that's what I don't know what the word I want to say like changes you into a better fighter, makes you go on this twelve, thirteen fight win streak or whatever he's on. So, and then on that same on the same note as Max, I should say, Danis told Max. Um, that the when he was going to step in against Khabib on short notice, the fight was trending to go over one million pay per view buys. It ended up at like three hundred, uh, right around three hundred thousand buys. Dana said that before Max dropped out and it was going to be Khabib versus Max, it was trending at over one million buys. Take it with a grain of salt because it's Dana telling a fighter and a fighter telling somebody else. So who knows how real it is? But 
Uh, that's a big difference between a million and 300,000. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the difference between Ally Quinta and Max Holloway. Do you think Max Holloway has 700,000 pay-per-view buys, though? No, I think, though, if anything, Ally Quinta takes away pay-per-view buys, though. Yeah, I agree with that, but I still don't think it's a 700,000 people I, I think that that is a bit of a... I would say with him, they probably do, a, I would guess, like three quarters of a million. With Max? With Max. I would say like 600,000. So I mean that's not too far off. Khabib, I think I underestimate Khabib as a draw. I don't, to, in my brain, I don't think it could like as Khabib as one of the top draws in the UFC. But it's he's definitely one of the most talked about. So I feel like maybe I'm wrong on that point. I think you are because I mean Russia loves Khabib. I just don't know what time it is in Russia when they have pay per views. It's like in the middle of the day on Sunday. You know what time it is in Russia when Khabib has pay per views? It's Khabib time. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> that was awful. You've been bad these last few episodes with that stuff. Fuck both of you. <laughs> we can go ahead and get into our USC 226 weekend picks. Um, we are picking one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five. Seven, car- seven fights off of the 226 card. We're also picking the tough finale main event. It is a tough finale, isn't yes, it? Yes. We're main picking one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight fights on this weekend, yeah. What is uh, that? From, like, a uh, bank account. What? Got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight M's in his bank account. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, but we're also picking the main event of that, which is Brad Tavares and Israel Adesanya. So we'll go ahead and start with that one. Um, this is a tough fight for me to pick because Israel is a surging prospect. Tavares is a guy who's been around a long time. <coughs> Excuse me. Allergies. Um, Allergies. Brendan, if you question my allergies again, this is going to be a UFC main event in this fucking studio right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm picking Brad Tavares. Um, I like Israel Adesanya a lot. I think he can go a long way in this division. Brad Tavares is a pretty decent step up in competition from his last fight. Tavares is a guy who's been around a long time. He's been around the block quite a bit. Israel Adesanya, this is his third UFC fight. Mm-hmm. And he always hasn't looked... <coughs> Excuse me. He hasn't looked impressive. <coughs> I'm tired Jesus. of the bullshit. Damn it. <laughs> he hasn't looked impressive in 100% of this time in the octagon either. So I think this is going to be a tough fight for Israel Asani to win. I do think he can win. I just don't have enough faith to put my pick behind him in this one. So I'm going with Tavares. Hot take alert. Juice. So am I going? Yes. Are you going? All right. I almost died for that pick. <coughs> I think oh, you still might. Woo. I got Israel. 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 Like the country. I'm not good with pronunciation, so it's not like... (laughs) You didn't even even pronounce pronunciation right. (laughs) How did did I say it? You said pronunciation. Pronunciation. It's pronounce. Pronunciation? Yes. I say pronounce. It's pronounce and pronunciation. Now I said said it it wrong. Pronunciation. Continue. I never heard anybody say it like that, so that's not even my fault. Uh, wow, you're around a bunch of weirdos. Israel Adesanya. I have... Say it. I have I-A. I, <laughs> no, say his name. Israel Adesanya. You got it. That's pretty solid. But I say I say this every time, I feel like. But I think he looks like John Jones. John Jones he the is, second. He's skinny John Jones. He's long-lost brother. Cousin. Brother. Brother. <laughs> Tavares has 10 of 17 wins go to decision and... Israel's 12-13 wins going to knockout. I must say it cannot go unnoted that Israel's much less fights in the UFC, so those wins by finishes aren't as oppressive as they may seem on paper. But saying that, I got Israel winning in a decision. I think he edges two out of three rounds to get him the win, obviously. I think he does that in the stand-up game, piecing him up a little bit to win him two rounds. I also have Israel Adesanya here. Um, partially because I hear that Brad Tavares is coming in injured because I thought the fight was off because he was injured. But now I guess it isn't. So, I mean, there's that. And it still might get dropped. So this conversation may be for nothing. But I think that Adesanya's stand-up is just a whole lot better than Tavares's, And I think he can not get taken down. Wasn't his last fight Marvin Vittori? Was that his last one? Sounds right. Uh, Some fucking scrub. Yeah. And, but he was a wrestler. Like, that's all he did. And so I think that if 
Adesanya goes in with the right mentality that he's going to beat Brad Tavares, and he might knock him out. Um, and then the first fight we were picking on this UFC 226 card. Hold on, hold on. I was going to say something, but you made me forget because you're in a rush all the damn time. What's his name? Israel Adesanya. I said it too quick. Israel Adesanya. All right. Yeah. We'll ask again at the end and see if you still got it. But I was going to say something I forgot. We're going to say, think deep. Oh, he is a he is a former boxer and kickboxer, so he obviously has the edge on the stand-up game to knock him out, like Bryce said. The first fight we were picking on the UFC 226 card is the car, the fight that we mentioned. Um, Paul Felder stepping in on short notice to fight Platinum Mike Perry. Um, our friend Paul Felder that we met at UFC Fan Fest, UFC 225. Shout out. Our, we can shake. Our best friend, Paul Felder. Um, this is a very intriguing fight. If if it wasn't on short notice, I would definitely pick Paul Felder, but that gives me a bit of pause because he's stepping in on less than two weeks' notice, right? Yes. I think six days. No, it's more than that. That'd be Six days would be right now. Or yesterday. Oh, maybe. <laughs> um I feel like Paul Felder is a better all-around fighter, but did he have enough time to prepare for Mike Perry, who is a tough guy to fight? That being said, I am still going with Paul Felder just because I do think the difference is great enough that Paul Felder pulls this off. But um, the fact that it's on short notice gives me a little bit of pause because Mike Perry is so dangerous. That being said, I am picking Paul Felder. I also think this has the potential to be a really intriguing fight. I have Paul Felder. I didn't... uh I didn't put in the factor that it was short notice, so that's a risky move. But who cares? I hopefully I think he's gonna win. Just landing pieces. Hopefully, no dick kicks involved. But <laughs> yeah, that's what's gonna happen. Colin, I'm going two for two so far. Right. I, I mean, Brendan <laughs> thinks he's going two for two. No, I want, this is one. This is one out of one, and and uh, Israel winning two out of the three rounds is oh, okay. the two for two. Um, I, <laughs> I'm taking it rough on talking. I apologize. <laughs> I also have Paul Felder. I think that it doesn't... I don't think the game plan... I think, if anything, the game planning hurts Mike Perry more. I don't think he has much of a game plan when he goes into fights. I think it's pretty much just knock the guy dead. Um, but I think that uh, Paul Felder is just a lot more technical on the feet. I just don't know how big of a size difference there is. Like... Mostly height wise and reach. I don't know. I feel like they're relatively close. Paul Felder's not like a tall guy. Well, I mean, he's also a lightweight, though. True. Going up to. Well, I feel like Perry's fought a lightweight, though. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, all in, I just think that he's a lot more technical, and assuming that the physical disadvantage isn't too great, he shouldn't have too much of a problem getting a decision win or knocking him out, which he definitely can do. So you're going with Paul Felder? Yes, sir. The next fight we are picking on this card is Uriah Hall against Paulo Henrique Costa, Paulo Borinchina. Um, I feel like this is the easiest fight on the card to pick. I feel like Uriah Hall still hasn't found his footing in the UFC. It feels like we've been talking about that for his entire length of his UFC run. feels like he's been around, what, like five years now? He probably has been, honestly. And he really still has not put it together. He's only got one or two impressive wins. Uh, he's ground, gr- grinded some wins out. He's had some ugly losses. He just never really feels like he's figured it out. And for that reason, um, he's fighting a guy who I think could be a real star in the UFC and somebody who has looked very nasty in the fights he has had. So I am going with Paulo Borinchina in this one. Um, <laughs> Brendan's just looking at me. Uriah Hall versus Paulo Borinchina. Paulo Borinchina, low-key stud, by the way. He's, he's a monster. A, he's a pretty guy. <laughs> I didn't know you that sent, that was the way you were going to go with it. Man. You sent in the in the in the pics in our text messages is Paulo Henrique Costa. Yes. Yeah, that's his, his nickname is Borinchina. He goes by Paulo Borinchina. Oh, because that had me confused for a second. Yes, it's Paulo Henrique Costa. I don't have the knowledge on this man, but I have Cost Costa. He's the favorite, you know. Uh, Uriah has never been legit, so. And he's not. Le- he hasn't been legit now. He hasn't been legit in the past. Probably one of the most overhyped fighters that I can name on the top of my head. He felt. I feel like he had the potential to be something big. It just never really connected or worked out, which sucks. But I have Costa. It's kind of crazy that as much hype got built around Uriah Hall, it was really all based on that one knockout kick he had against Adam Cheller or Adam Seller or whatever his name in was. In tough on the Ultimate Fighter, mm-hmm. yeah, which is. 
proves almost to be more luck than yeah. that it landed. Because that happened. He, I, won, I think he won a couple more fights on the Ultimate Fighter. Lost to Kelvin Gastelum at the finale. feel like he lost another one. Then he had a really impressive performance against Chris Lieben. Ended up retiring Chris Lieben. So everybody was back on the Uriah train. Struggled a little bit more. Then he had that super impressive jumping switch kick against uh, Gegard Musasi. And then he ended up losing a rematch to Musasi. And I feel like he's done nothing but struggle since then. He's coming off a, a KO win over Christoph Jocko. Is he? Yes. <laughs> if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's there to hear it, does it really make a noise? <laughs> um, I think uh, what you guys have said has really been... On point. My, yeah, my yeah. exact thoughts. Um, I also have Borchina here. I think he's probably going to knock him out inside of three minutes. Wow. That's a fucking hell of a prediction. Can <laughs> um, I say that again? Inside of three minutes, KO Borchina. Sips on my tay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next fight, I think, is another tough one to pick. We have Gokan Saki and Khalil Roundtree. Not necessarily because of the matchup. It's just we don't really know a whole lot about Gokan Saki in MMA. He's had one UFC fight, which he was losing and in trouble of getting finished. And he ended up lands, landing a na- nasty hook with his... Uh, Back against the cage and ended up getting the knockout win. Uh, and Khalil Roundtree is a tough motherfucker. He's a legit prospect in this division, even though he is a little bit older. Um, this is a tough fight to pick. I am going to go with Khalil Roundtree, but I very much acknowledge that Gokan Saki could very easily win this with one shot. I have Roundtree as well. Don't have much knowledge on both fighters besides that Saki has that crazy knockout. But like he says, I'm going to go off the futuristic potential. I have weird word, word futuristic word. potential is a weird word, way to say yeah, that. I'm, just I'm pot- taking a rough. Just potential would have sufficed. <laughs> I'm having weird word choices. Three W's in a row. Brendan's under the influence of something. <laughs> <laughs> but that's who I have. I have Saki. I think that I thought it was kind of straightforward. Or I guess kind of not because he did have his chin really tested. I think though he is going to put Khalil Roundtree to sleep again in the first round. Damn, Bryson, these fucking predictions, my guy. My guy. <laughs> Brendan, you're really on a, a very sucky roll. You today. are being fucking weird on this one. Um, the next fight, Brendan, this is your boy. Michael Chiesa is taking on Anthony Pettis in the second fight on the pay-per-view card. Anthony Pettis has notably struggled since he lost his title to Rafael Dos Anjos. Michael Chiesa, kind of an up-and-down guy, uh, trending up, I would say. He is coming off that loss to Kevin Lee. They were supposed to fight at the car, the car that Conor McGregor destroyed with a dolly through a fucking bus window. Um, Allegedly. Another tough fight to pick. If Anthony Pettis can keep his back off the cage and keep Chiesa from getting him stuck there, I think Anthony Pettis wins. It's just, a, to me, the That's question... That's with almost every fight of the past five fights. For Pettis, I agree. Um, I think if Pettis can do that, he wins. It's a question of whether or not he can. I am going to go with Pettis in this one because I do think he's more skilled all around. It's just, like I said, a question of whether or not he can keep himself out of trouble against the cage. I do have Pettis as well. Whoa, no. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Uh, I have Pettis. um, I I do think he's a better all-around fighter, too, with his pretty underrated ground game. I think he's better stand up on the ground. Stand up and the ground, so I think no matter where it goes, he can win. Just as long as he controls the fight, like he said, not having his back in the cage, or if they're standing, he's in the center of the octagon rather than getting pushed back to wherever. So in saying that, like I said, I have Pettis. Um, I also think he's been fighting better. Not necessarily great or very impressive, but he has been improving as of late compared to his later losses. So that's bringing hope to me, so I'm expecting a win but not nothing impressive. I just want this to go on the record. I biggest Pettis Bryce hater. have Anthony Pettis winning this fight. What? what? You have another fucking prediction on how? <laughs> By sub in the second. Whoa! Wow. That one that I kind of threw that out there. I don't know if I actually <laughs> believe that one. So but I do think though, like Brendan said, he has a potential to win the fight literally anywhere it goes. At his best, he's one of the most creative strikers in the promotion. These guys are doing very weird dances. Um, I give them all the respect when they talk, but they want to mess me up. Some hoes. But uh, he's one of the most creative strikers at his best. His ground game is sneaky, probably elite in the division. 
and I think he can do he can he's better than Kiesa everywhere the fight goes. It's just a mental factor for him because he's probably got the weakest mental strength in the UFC. It's pr- that- him he's up there with Uriah Hall. Damn. All right, but like like <laughs> where are you saying <laughs> I just like wanted to end with you. I'm not gonna continue on what you were saying, but I kind of am actually. But go ahead and do it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you saying he he has a pretty good ground game. It's it's actually like it's almost severely underrated. He tapped out Gilbert, and he Gilbert, and he pretty much dominated Oliveira. He did literally whatever he wanted to do against Oliveira. Mm-hmm. Mind you, it was at 145, and he was a very big 145er. He was pretty. I mean, he obviously struggled to make the weight because he couldn't against. But Oliveira is also a big one forty-fiver. Yeah. Regardless, he uh, made Oliveira BJJ black belt his bitch and. Damn. Uh, Damn. You hear that, Dubronx? <laughs> you hear what Bryce said about you? You're gonna be the third fight on the fucking Tito Chuck card. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> and so I think he can really do whatever he wants on the ground against Michael Chiesa, who also has a pretty solid ground game. That's probably his best move. And, I mean, he lost, he got tapped by Kevin Lee, so what's sure. that say? They do that. You control the fight, you win the fight. That's in ge- that's general in UFC, let alone, especially for Pettis. Derek Lewis, the Black Beast, is fighting Francis. Racist. The pr- that's his fucking nickname. <laughs> I know, he's playing. Derek, the bl- the African American beast Lewis, love. Just it out is there. fighting Francis the Predator Ngannou in the middle fight on this pay per view card. Bryce's African father versus Derek Lewis, who is, for all intents and purposes, the goat. Um, this fight is near and dear to my heart. I like both of these guys. I think I like Derek Lewis a little more. I kind of fucking love Derek Lewis, honestly. But that being said, I'm going to pick Francis Ngannou in this one. Both both guys' cardio comes into question. I don't know if that's going to be tested in this one because they both hit so hard. But we have seen Derek Lewis's chin tested. We have not seen Francis Ngannou's chin, chin tested. And we know how fucking hard Francis Ngannou hits. I feel like that spells bad things for Derek Lewis. So I'm going to pick Francis Ngannou. I'm going to pick Francis Ngannou as well. I don't think that cardio is going to come into play because I'm hoping and expecting somebody to go to sleep. If nobody gets knocked out, I'm going to be very, very sad and disappointed because it's not what I expected it to be. Uh, I'm hoping for even more a first-round knockout rather than just two lazy dudes throwing random punches and somebody gets knocked out in the second or third round. But also, it's Bryce's turn. Okay. Uh, I also have Francis Ngannou. I can't, it's hard to pick against a, a scary specimen such as Ngannou. Um, as it's been previously stated, this is my African father, so, I mean, go on, go get him pops. Go get him pops. <laughs> um, but did he, did he not get hit hard by Stipe in that fight? He did, but I don't feel like he was rocked, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and, I mean, Stipe hits guys hard. Yeah, I guess I should rephrase that. His chin has been tested. He hasn't looked like his chin should be questioned, mm-hmm. is more what I should have yeah, said. Yeah, okay, that's, yeah, I would agree with that. Um... And we have seen Derek Lewis get hurt, mm-hmm. even though he said he just had to make a boom boom. Yep. I disagree. I think he was very much hurt, and I think that it's going to be a first round knockout for Francis Ngannou. Uh, what I was going to say, but I forgot, so I transitioned it to Bryce very smoothly, in my opinion. Um, what I would love to see is like a Travis Brown Arlovsky fight where they're just banging. Oh, I was thinking back the and exact forth. same thing. I could see it happening, honestly. Imagine the Derek Lewis post-fight interview if he wins this one. Who? <laughs> Derek Lewis. Oh. Wow. The <laughs> I guy didn't, hear what, I didn't hear what you said. Hop off my penis. Solo cup. <laughs> um, the co-main event of the evening. The co-main event of Who the evening. Who did you pick? I missed it. You picked Ngannou. Yes. We all picked Ngannou. The co-main event of the evening. That was kind of a dumb question. But. My current favorite fighter and the featherweight champion in the world, Max Holloway, is taking on Brian T-City Ortega. For Max's 145-pound UFC belt. Um, This is a tough fight for Max. Uh, Arguably the toughest fight at 145 right now for Max, I would say. Um, Ortega is very dangerous. He's a pretty... At all levels. He's pretty decent on the feet, and his lightning quit submissions are fucking terrifying. Especially for a guy like Holloway, who kind of fights loose. Um, That being said, I am picking Holloway. I might be picking with my heart a little bit here. I do think Holloway... 
edges him out in more categories than Ortega edges out Max, if that makes sense. Um, I wouldn't go as far as to say I definitely think Holloway is the better fighter. I just think his... I think he matches up decent with Ortega, and I think Holloway's a good enough fighter that he finds a way to win this one. So I'm picking uh, 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 Brother Max. I have Holloway as well. This is the second fight I picked in a row based off, or not based off, but that I'm a fan of the fighter. I promise it's not because of bias. Maybe slightly with Pettis, but that's okay. Um, I think this ha- this should be a really, really close fight, and I agree that it's probably the most dangerous for uh What's going on? Max. Bryce is having a seat. It's most. Yeah, it's probably the most dangerous fight for Max. Although the first fight against with, against Aldo could be very questionable, even though Max won. What? Bougie's making weird. Bryce faces. is doing weird shit over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just think Max will pull it out some way somehow. I don't know if it, if he would finish him. I don't think so. I think it's a full five round fight. His cardio is not questionable. He's got good cardio, so he can. Endure the five rounds. Has Ortega experienced five rounds? I was just about to ask Bryce the same thing. I don't feel like we've seen Ortega go deep. I don't think so because he tends to get people to tap. He finished uh, Frankie quick. Yes. Um, No, he didn't fight Frankie. He fought Cub. No, he fought Frankie. Frankie. Did he? His last fight, he KO'd Frankie. Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. That gets through a whole other wrinkle in my analysis. (laughs) I'm not asking Bryce things anymore. (laughs) God damn. And that's what, in my mind, like, legitimize him as the number one contender to give him the fight. KOing Frankie. Frankie doesn't lose in non-title fights for one. Frankie doesn't lose to people not named Jose Aldo. (laughs) Literally. And, yeah, that was crazy that he knocked him out. Brian Ortega very well could be a top 10 fighter in the UFC fucking right now. And he's but he's running into a guy who's also a top ten fighter, Max Holloway. So how young is he? Like twenty eight? They're both I'll, in their twenties. I will look Matt, it up because I feel like he's twenty four, twenty five, and I feel like T City's maybe twenty six. I'll look it up while you guys make. Your but notes. I want to do something before I forget. You have better memory than me, for so that makes me go first. Um, <laughs> Ortega knocking him out. It just recently happened. That was his last fight is what I'm trying to say. So it's a lot of hype coming off that train. So that's what makes this fight really good. I don't even know if he's as good of a fighter as I, I'm hyping him, up, hyping him up to be. But, yeah. Who who are you picking? I'm, I'm picking Holloway. But I'm just like, I got to keep emphasizing how close of a fight I think this oh, is. Oh, I didn't even know that. Max is 26. Ortega's 27. Okay. These are young fighters that are compete for the title. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. That is opinion. awesome. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I think that Max is probably the second most well-rounded fighter in the UFC. I don't remember watching him fight on the ground. The only thing I can remember is him beating Jose Faison and putting and winning by TKO. That's the only thing I can remember. Nothing sticks out about Max being on the ground. I know I've definitely seen him on the ground, and I've seen him keep it off the ground. I just don't necessarily remember Max in the true grappling. And he doesn't, exchange. I mean, I feel like if you're a super well-rounded fighter, you don't even have to go to the ground to show that you're a well-rounded fighter. If you can yeah. keep it from the ground, true. that shows that you're skilled in that area. Yeah, defensively, take down defense. I agree. Um, and so I think, I think without a doubt, Mighty Mouse is the most well-rounded fighter in the UFC. Do you guys agree with that? Yep. Yes. Okay, good. That's why I said second. Tony? Tony is, I mean, he's... Probably third. And, I mean, T-City could probably be top five after knocking out Frankie Edgar because I completely forgot about that, mm-hmm. which I don't even know how I forgot about it, but whatever. <laughs> um, I think he's one. these are two of the top five most well-rounded fighters in MMA, mm-hmm. and so it really leads – This I keep talking about this, this new age of MMA. Mm-hmm. These guys are a part of it. The, this is what I'm talking about. You're getting guys that can – uh, stand up it and just bang like mm-hmm. he did against Ricardo Lamas when he just pointed to the center of the octagon. Mm-hmm. And you also get guys that could outpoint and slowly break down one of the greatest of all time in Jose Aldo. Technical guys that can also be very nasty. They're both charismatic. They're both fun guys to watch. So either guy very well could be the face of the next generation of the UFC. Exactly. I'm expecting this fight to be like fight of the year potential. I'm expecting big things. So it's going to stink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'll stink no matter what. I think... That's dangerous. <laughs> I don't think it'll stink no matter I what. I agree. I feel I, like I'm going to be very interested and not be bored. Um, I, love, I love Max Holloway. With that being <laughs> said... <laughs> he says it very quietly, Bryce, Bryce being very... What do you say? I love Max Holloway. 
<laughs> he said it very quietly while you're loud and passionate. But, well, for one, my mic is a lot lower, so I have to talk louder. Well, fucking tell me, dickhead. You're the one that sets these volumes. But let me give my expert analysis. Expert analysis. The farther this fight goes, the better Max Holloway is going to be. Because the slicker both of them will be in, that'll eliminate or reduce T-City's ability to snag like a flying guillotine like he did against Cub Swanson. Because that was nasty. Fox, sign Bryce right now. <laughs> Pretty much. Or ESPN, because Fox is yeah. a dying breed. <laughs> yeah, you could sign to Fox for fucking three months. Exactly. Um, the main event of the Oh, evening. I didn't even oh, say. Oh, sorry. He doesn't uh, stop. With my fight. <laughs> let me finally make my pick. I don't listen I got to Max. Guys. Max is winning, okay? I don't, I don't listen to you guys when you talk. I understand. <laughs> now talk. In the main event of the evening. Hey. Gar- or, uh, what am I trying to say? Oh, I, have, I don't know. I have two questions I forgot to ask. Oh. They're probably going to be quick. They may elongate. I don't know. If Long Depending on what they are, I might push it to after picks, but go if ahead. If you see like a headline and you just saw somebody w- lost via a finish, knockout or sub, who do you think wins? In Which name? Co-main or the main? Co-main. By finish? Max. By f- Max. Max wins? Is no, are we picking who loses or wins? I would wins? Th- I would think Ortega wins. If it was off a of finish, yeah, what yeah, I would say it's more likely Ortega wins off a of finish. And then the same thing for a decision, Max. Max. All right, that's quick question. Didn't go as far as I thought it would be, but what? What, what do you think? You didn't answer your own question. I say Max. 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 All right. There's no way that Max loses, according to the double Max does what the fuck he wants. <laughs> <laughs> that was by the shirt. Smooth double champ. Champ <laughs> champ. By the shirt. Go ahead. On to the oh, main event. On to the main event. A quantified super fight between the heavyweight champion of the world, Stipe Miocic, and the light heavyweight championship of the world, Daniel Cormier. This is for the heavyweight belt, right? Yes, sir. At heavyweight. Um, Stipe Miocic coming off some very impressive... He, he hasn't lost since his loss to Stefan Struve, correct? Correct. And Daniel Cormier's only losses in his career are to John Jones. And he only has one, technically. Right. What a fucking fight this is. Um... I'm going to pick Stipe Miocic because he is, he has fought more at heavyweight. Although uh, Daniel Cormier has enjoyed quite a bit of su- quite a bit of success at heavyweight in his own right. Stipe is a true heavyweight. He's knocked out fucking killers like Fabricio Verdum and Junior Dos Santos and Alistair Overeem. Um, outside of the John Jones fights, Cormier has some questionable names on his resume, like Dan Henderson or Patrick Cummins or Anderson Silva on short notice at light heavyweight. So, I am picking Stipe in this fight. Cormier, and I don't feel like... I don't even know what I'm trying to... Cormier is a great wrestler, and Stipe is enough of a wrestler that I feel like he cancels some of that out. So, I don't even think Cormier can rely on that if he needed to. I'm picking Stipe. I think it's a close, fun fight. I think Stipe finds a way to win because it is at heavyweight and because he's been on such a roll. I have Miocic, Stipe Miocic as well. I'm expecting a fun fight as well, a good entertaining fight, but I don't think it's going to be like nothing spectacular. I don't know how to I don't know how to say this. Like I'm mm-hmm. expecting good but not great in mm-hmm. a way. You don't think it's going to be like an all-time classic or anything no. like that. Just because it's a super fight, it's getting like overhyped in my opinion. It's def- I think the fight of the, the fight of the night's going to go to Ortega and Holloway. I don't think this is going to be the best fight on the card, even though it's the main event. But I agree with what you're saying. Stipe's been on a roll. It's hard to pick against him. He knocks dudes out. I'm also not the biggest dude on the DC hype train. Although it's very impressive that his only wins are to John Jones. Only losses. 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 And he only has one, technically. He lost two fights to John Jones, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I have Miocic. I expect a close fight, I'd say, probably. I hope DC goes to sleep. Do you feel like it does? it is a finish? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't know. Pro- I hope so. What do you think? Finish? I don't know. Probably. I think it's more likely that it's a finish, but I also wouldn't be surprised if we go to a decision. Because I, he took Francis to a decision, so I wouldn't be surprised if he took DC to one. You know what I mean? I think that I'm going to start off with my pick. I got DC here. Whoa. Whoa, dude. As if we didn't hear this beforehand. Yeah. Did we? I said it. <laughs> I don't even remember. You asked me. I was actually surprised there. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were joking. I thought that was a fake one. 
Someone's under the influence. I don't know why I keep making that noise. That's annoying. And I'm doing it. I apologize. Bryce. <laughs> okay. So, I got DC. And I got a couple reasons here. For one, he's undefeated at heavyweight. And while he wasn't the biggest heavyweight, he was a... I mean, I would say he was he's just as natural at heavyweight as he is light heavyweight. I think he slimmed down a little bit to make light heavyweight. Because mm-hmm. I feel like he weighed in normally at around 240 or so when he fought at heavyweight. I think you can look that up. I don't know if you are. I am. Um, so he's going to look up how much DC would weigh in. He's undefeated at heavyweight, and he's also going to look up the types of talent he was fighting at heavyweight before he moved. Um, so he has that going for him. He is a champion, and he's essentially cleaned out a division minus one not active fighter that may or may not come back to fight Brock Lesnar, who I will not name. Sounds like, what? What did you say? I'm sorry. <laughs> I said he's essentially cleaned out of the division except one guy who may or may not have had a hit and run and might do cocaine and might oh. fight Brock Lesnar. Okay. I got you now. You didn't say cocaine at first. You just... Or the hit and run. <laughs> I added a couple okay. pieces. Yeah. Um, so he's essentially cleaned out of the division. He's fought all-time. He's fought legends like Dan Henderson, although not at his best and also not at his division, as well as Anderson Silva, same conditions. And he seems to have a good game plan in most fights he goes into. He wasn't supposed to beat Rumble, but he did. After he got rocked. I think that his cardio is much, much better than Francis Ngannou. I think that we can agree on. And if he can get Stipe to chase him early, and he embraces the grind, I think he could he could win by any way. Embrace the grind. Embrace the grind. <laughs> Trying to sell fucking DC t-shirts, my guy? <laughs> Maybe. I'm all about it. DC wins probably by decision. He's weighed in as heavy as 249 pounds, but that was early in his career. Since he's been fighting like legit guys in strike force and stuff, it looks like it's right around 230, 235, 240, somewhere in there. Okay. So, I mean, he has a smaller heavyweight, but, I mean... So, it's, it's Stipe. Yeah. A smallish heavyweight. I think that a smallish heavyweight is honestly the way to go yeah, for longevity. I, I definitely agree. Because, like, Kane, he was probably, what, 240 or so? Yep, right around there. Okay, so um, we've made our picks for UFC 226. Uh, I've definitely the card of the year, yeah? Without, I'm assuming there's no dollies, alleged dollies. Mm-hmm. Is yes. this... Pettis makes it the best fight, or the m- best card of the year, no doubt. Wow, what a tip. Wow. <laughs> um, now, I think going into the Stipe Francis uh, main event... Going into it, at least, did we all agree that that was the biggest heavyweight fight of all time up to that point? Yes. yes. I did, at least. What about you, Brendan? Possibly, yes. Is maybe. this bigger than Stipe and Francis? It doesn't feel as big, I think honestly. It, I honestly think it does. You have two champions. You, Daniel Cormier is a name, um, maybe based off of those John Jones fights. But I do think that, to me at least, and I think, I, I feel like it's been hyped up a little bit more. Um all the hype going into that Stipe Francis fight was Stipe's knockout power. And I didn't feel like Stipe got the love that he deserved. So I feel like in this one, both guys are getting their due. I almost, maybe, well, I mean, you picked Cormier to win. But I feel like Cormier almost getting a little more due than he deserves in this fight. I feel like this is hyped up, and I do feel like, I feel like this is hyped up a little more, and I feel like this is the biggest heavyweight fight of all time. Just because it is a super fight and it is two champions. Stipe is very well accomplished at heavyweight. Stipe, uh, we'll get into this in a second, arguably already the greatest heavyweight of all time. Arguably. It's hard to pass up on other heavyweight fights like JDS versus Kane or mm-hmm. Brock fights, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I, it's like, it's you, you guys are making it seem like it's the easy no-doubter, but there's other great fights that happened in the, this division in the past. Yeah, I agree. And I, to me, at least, the Nganu-Stipe fight just felt different. To me, this doesn't feel like that. You it also, doesn't feel like it's a super fight. You don't think that's because you had a lot of interest or I fan love interest? this fight. This is a fight that I was calling for before the Nganu Stipe fight. I just, it, to me, and it sounds like it's just different for Buju, it just doesn't feel like the biggest heavyweight fight of all time. Yeah. I will say it doesn't feel like a super fight is happening. Yeah. But, and again, you guys probably have a lot more 
you guys are a lot more credible because you guys are on Twitter and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Rather, I don't see the media as much. I see it on Facebook. And you those might are... be the only person to ever call us credible. <laughs> MMA sources. <laughs> I, for one, think I'm credible. I like to think that I am, but there's some very sketchy moments. I want to say, like, go to you guys for MMA news, but... You guys follow and see credible sources right. that ar- you can rely on. We around we're around it more. Than Twitter that. is a lot more credible than Facebook. Is what I'm saying. Right. I go off of Facebook. A lot of fake news on Facebook. Fake news. Um, fake news. <laughs> now I mentioned a second ago. If Stipe wins this, is he the greatest heavyweight of all time? Without a doubt. To because I mean, if there's any doubt beforehand, if he wins this, it goes away. I agree 100. percent He's probably one or two right now. I was, Kane. I would definitely agree. Um, I don't know if I could say that he'd, without a doubt, be the greatest heavyweight of all time. I think he would be my number one heavyweight of all time. I just feel like there's still enough of an argument for Kane there. That I don't think that there is because I think if he wins this, he'll have the most consecutive title defenses, right? Not probably, but Kane might have if it wasn't for the injuries. Well, that's why you can't take that into effect. And heavyweight, you have to take his reign into effect, and the fact that he got beat up in Mexico City by a Brazilian. I think heavyweight is the hardest division to de- defend a belt because you're a big guy. Yeah, and it's so easy. It's, so it just happens so. The quickly. more you defend it, the more Not credible you are, even if it's against a lesser opponent. If you want to look back at. Who Kane faced versus who Miocic faced. I'm not. I, like I said, I think Stipe would be my number one. I just think there is an argument for Kane still. Oh yeah, definitely. So let me just ask you this: Let's say he beats uh, DC. Say uh-huh. knocks him out. Uh-huh. Let's say then John Jones comes back and Stipe beats him. Is he the greatest of all time? Ooh. The greatest fighter of all time. Of all time. Who's if he? Let's see. He's beaten in this run. He's beaten. Well, he will have beaten DC in this. Hypothetical. Uh, Can I get my answer or should I wait for you guys to do what you got to do? All right. My answer, no, he's not the greatest of all time. One, John, you can credit so many things. John Jones had a layoff, a long layoff. He's going up a division. So did DC sort of since he is a former heavyweight. I wouldn't say he's the greatest of all time technical-wise, but he's probably the one of the streakiest of all time that caught hot, that caught I said I feel like... Can you even say he's hot, though, after winning so many fights against so many different fighters, though? That's a good point, but what I'm trying to say is, like, right, dude, he lost He lost point. the... Struve! Yeah. How are you the greatest of all time? You lose a Struve. But it sucks. You George St. Pierre lost to Matt Serra. Yeah. And he won that shit right back. <laughs> You're saying that... Uh, you don't think Stipe would be stepping Struve? <laughs> yeah. How much losses does Miocic have? GSP only has two. Yoshi like only has maybe one or two. three or four. Let me see. Maybe I'll look it up. You do your thing since it's your question. But l- I'm gonna just say this little final thing. I think Mio just wouldn't be the greatest of all time. But he would. He's probably not even top fifteen right now. But he would solidify himself up the ranks. He's only got two losses. One is to Stefan Struve. One is to the, JDS. Yeah, and he, and he very well could, that loss. And he, that was a close fight. He might have. I had him winning that. Fight. Yeah, JDS is an impressive loss as well. I don't know when right. it was. In and his he career, avenged but, it. So yeah. Um, before I answer the Stipe greatest or greatest fighter of all time question, if that was Dan- a great question. If Daniel Cormier wins, is there an argument to be made that he is the greatest fighter? Hell of all no, time? he lost to John Jones twice. But he only lost that's once. All he's lost to John. That's all he's lost in his career is to John Jones. Then you cannot say he's better than John Jones, correct? You you can. Then you can't say Stipe is better than Stefan Struve. Yeah, he'd be eventually. And you lost. can't say John Jones better than Mark. No, hold on, Matt Hamill. <laughs> Mark Hamill, yeah, again. <laughs> no, wait, wait. John Jones lost if, to Matt Hamill by DQ. But w- what you're saying is you can't say Stipe's the greatest of all time if he lost to John Jones twice because he lost or, to a guy and he didn't come back and beat him. Then you go, then there's no argument for Stipe either because he lost to Stefan Struve and never beat Stefan Struve. Then f- to you, the, o- the only argument for greatest of all time would be GSP. Because he avenged both his losses. Yeah. You guys, you guys, are, his you guys loss. argument. We're basing my, it off of yours. Puts mine in the way. I'm saying, like, you guys are coming at my argument, which makes sense. But it's just, like, more of a. It's, I don't know. It's, like, just, like, one of those things that is just that. You know what I'm saying? You're just the biggest you just John feel, Jones penis writer. You just don't feel MMA. like DC's resume is enough to overcome those two Jones losses. Yeah. You cannot. I, That's what that was the question. And, and you were, and you. I thought you were more saying it's factual rather than it's a question. Well, I'm just saying the, the argument. The argument you made that because he lost to John Jones twice, he can't be the goat 
you would also cancel out Stipe because he lost to Stefan Struve and didn't avenge that loss, is what I'm saying. But I sort of, I don't want to emphasize it too much, but yes, I do believe that. I don't want to say it too much where it's like set in stone, but that's kind of, yeah. I mean, you can't really make the GOAT argument based off of losses either, though, because I, Cyborg has a loss too, you know what I mean, to some nobody. So it's hard to, I mean, Ali has losses. Mike Tyson had losses. The Michael Jordan lost in finals matches. You're so right, you're right, you're right. I can't, you can't really bait, unless, like, I think the later years of Anderson Silva have taken away Anderson's, have taken away at Anderson's claim to be the greatest fighter of all time because of how bad he's looked in recent years. Mm-hmm. I'm not even necessarily bad, but just the fact that he has been losing to guys that he would not have lost to like in Michael his prime, Bisping. like Michael Bisping, maybe Chris Weidman. Um, who else has he fought lately? Nick Diaz. I mean, it was an ugly, he did win, but it was an ugly fight. So, I get back to the original question. I do think there's an argument. Whoever wins this fight, you could at least make an argument that the greatest fighter of all time. I don't know that either one would be my number one ever off of coming out of this fight. It, there's no to me. No matter what, the winner of that fight isn't number one, but they're a winner to away against a certain number of people. I agree with that. Including s- John Jones. Say, like, yeah, say Cipe wins this one, and then he fights John Jones yeah. and beats John Jones. Then he's I'd say top he's five. like... I said he's, like, he might potentially be the, the GOAT. I don't know if he can pass. What if he knocks out GSP. both of them? Knocks them out. What if That's he knocks crazy. out GSP? <laughs> <laughs> GSP's older, washed up, he's done. But I, I agree. It's just, I don't know. DC's older than GSP. I mean, this is all silly because we really know the GOAT. But he's still active. I mean, with the, I, this is all hypothetical anyway because the GOAT is obviously the American gangster Chael Sonnen. But, I mean, we're, we're talking Anderson about... Anderson Silva? What? Who? John Jones? I've never heard of him. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I think we kind of covered all that. I I think there's an argument to be made for either one. I don't think they'd either one would be my number one coming out of this fight. I agree. If... Go ahead. And no way that would ever happen. What? Nobody's putting John Jones to sleep. If that would, that'd be awesome. But he goes up to heavyweight. Don't say never. Yeah, you you got a point there. I want to see him against Francis Ngannou. One round. I want a one round fight. (laughs) Stipe beats Cormier, then beats Kane, and then beats Jones. And (laughs) this is the most. And then Fedor, and then fucking Hoist Gracie puts on 120 pounds. But uh, you, you just gave me this thought. An awesome fight to see would be Naganu versus Rumble Johnson. That would be fun. I would love that, but Rumble has to actually decide to come back to MMA. Smoke him some weed, come back, and he can do it. <laughs> Stipe beats DC, then Stipe beats Kane. Is he the GOAT? Go. Yeah? No. <laughs> Brendan's <laughs> never going to give Stipe the GOAT. <laughs> um, he could knock out John Jones and... Uh, fucking GSP in the same night and he wouldn't. Now this just popped in my head while we were making our picks and we were talking about that Pettis-Kiesa fight. I don't think it's crazy. Pettis wins this one. Steps up in competition. Say a Kevin Lee, something like that. Wins that. Fucking Anthony Pettis might be two wins away from a title shot. He might be. I just He has to have an impressive win against Michael Chiesa. And yeah, hold he, on, Mr. I'm, I want to slow down Mr. <laughs> Anthony Pettis. Wait. I think he is. He has to have two impressive victories. He has to finish Michael Chiesa, and then he has to go up. And assuming Kevin Lee drops this one sixty five GSP talk, then he beats him, and he probably has to finish him too, or at least look impressive. And he could be in that picture depending on what the top does. I feel like I'm very optimistic about him, especially because I'm a fan. But I do not see him getting a title shot again. I mean, there's a possibility. But I definitely see him no chance of winning the title. And saying that, like, all right, I think it's a it's a surprise if he knocks out Kiesa a little bit. But it's a long shot if he gets two knockouts in a row. I don't see him knocking anybody out. If I'm being honest, exactly. I think he would if he would finish Kiesa. If he finishes anyone, it'd be by sub, in my opinion. But that wasn't the question. Do you think he could be two wins away from a title shot? That was the question. No. You don't think if he beats Kiesa, then beats. As an example, Kevin Lee. It it all depends on where the division's at currently with the top five or whatever. Because it seems like Khabib's going to fight Conor. But then you have Tony Ferguson there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, 
He's at least two wins away from being in serious title discussions. I don't know if he necessarily gets a shot. Because he's a former champion, because he's Anthony Pettis, and he has the name to draw if and he's good again, they, UFC would probably want to give him a shot. But if he doesn't. I don't think he necessarily deserves it off of two wins. And then adding to my point, they do have to be impressive wins. He can't like grind, grind out decisions and get a title shot. Exactly. But if he, could, if he goes in there and say subs Mike, Michael Chiesa in the first round, has a back-and-forth fight with Kevin Lee, finishes him somehow, I, I don't think it's crazy. I don't see it happening, but I would love to see it happen, but I just don't. We got to go get tacos, so we're going to wrap Heck <laughs> yeah. Show up. If Pettis uh, wins a title again. I don't want to be around Brendan if <laughs> Pettis wins a title again. <laughs> I'm running for fucking president. <laughs> That's wild. Um, you can find everything we do, fight previews, fighter spotlights, picks, this podcast, everything is at untitledmma.com. You can follow us on social media at untitledmma on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, you can find this podcast anywhere there are podcasts, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, so on so forth. It's on YouTube again, so you can find it there. Um, so check all that out there. You can find you can buy the new Untitled MMA Double Champ shirt at UntitledMMA.com. Represent the Notorious One in style with the Champ Champ Untitled MMA shirt. You can buy that now. Just $25 free shipping on the Untitled MMA store at UntitledMMA.com. Unless there's something else... Uh, also, we have stickers. We do have stickers. You can buy those too. But yeah. Unless we have anything else. It's what? a wrap! <laughs> Taco.